Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. I'm Marcia Lazarus, sitting with personal chef and owner of E-Count Kitchen, Jermaine Wright. So can you talk a little bit about your business model? It's not a physical restaurant yet, right? right? Mm-hmm. So E-Count Kitchen is a personal and private chef uh, company, brand, etc. Um, you know, the whole goal is to just make the job easier of the client. You know, sometimes when we're hosting events, when we're hosting something special, there's so much stress and planning and prepping and decorating and uh, inviting guests and making sure that the house is clean and all of these things. And then to have to go on top of that and cook, that's a whole nother process. So my goal is really to just make the client um, stress-free. So, you know, I often say, you know, just, invite your guests and we'll do the rest. And that's really it, you know? And the whole goal about that is, you know, I prepare meals. Um, it could be family uh, family style, buffet style, or my personal favorite, which is nice and intimate, uh, which is uh, individually plated. Um, we can do anywhere from one course to 10 if you wanted to, um, depending on the amount in the crowd. And again, the whole goal is to just prepare um, delicious meals, um, take some of the stress off of the client and have their palate remember me forever. And I always say like, who cares about a business card? My plate is the business card. Um, you know, me cooking and you eating my food does the work for me. And I've, I've crowned myself self-proclaimed, <laughs> um, self-proclaimed uh, king of the 95% empty plate rate because 95% of the plates that come back are completely cleaned. Um, and I'm proud of that. Everybody can relate to that one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, whether you're a restaurant chef, personal or private chef, or a home cook, everybody likes when people enjoy their food. Um, so when the plates come back empty, it's really a, a beautiful thing. And then in, in addition to services, so we have the in-person um, or on-site personal chef services. In addition to that, I also teach culinary classes and cooking classes. Um, so that's to, to be booked as well. It comes with some glasses of wine, depending on the amount of people, et cetera. And then outside of that, I also kind of work with some restaurants locally to do pop-ups to where literally I become the chef uh, for the day or the two days or the week or depending on how we're doing this. Um, and then also in addition to that, we have our residency. So for personal private chef, private chef usually means you belong to a specific family or a specific client for a contracted amount of time. And a personal chef is more like, hey, it's a one day event kind of thing. So um, I've had times where I've lived with families for about seven days, um, lived on premises and was responsible for preparing breakfast, lunch and dinner on the clock, on the hour um, and having very little time to do anything because between cooking and cleaning for a family of 14 <laughs> is a lot of work. Um, so, you know, it, there's, there's multi, multiple levels to the business. And to your point, um, the marketing hat definitely comes on. It makes it very easy to um, sell myself, sell the business. Um, and it really is, you know, people usually, they, they buy you. Um, the rest does itself. And I, and I hope that my energy, I say that energy introduces yourself before you even open your, your, your mouth. So I hope that my energy continues to radiate positivity and positively, um, just like the sunflowers on my shirt. So, you know, you talked about that you're sometimes involved with pop-up events of different restaurants. And I, one of the other things I noticed on your Facebook page was the uh, NOLA event, the New Orleans, Louisiana cuisine pop-up event. I believe it was on Lark Street. Would you say that you have a particular type of cuisine that you, you feel like are expertise of yours or that you especially enjoy 
creating? Absolutely. So I think the interesting question, um, for me, my culinary philosophy, if you will, um, is abstract twist on traditional classics. Um, so I take the things that you don't usually like and I make you love them, or I take the things that you like and make you love them 10 times more. Um, <laughs> you know, and that really gives me my flexibility to really um, make things my way. Um, and it, it leaves room for that. When it comes to the NOLA thing, for example, you know, personally for me, I'm not a, I like to think that I, I, I take plating very seriously. Um, I think that we eat with our eyes first. Um, things have to look good before they taste good in order for us to even get to being able to try it or care to try it. Um, so it was interesting because when I did it at the NOLA night, that specific restaurant, which was Lo-Fi, um, had mentioned that they wanted easy handheld bar type foods. So my brain had trouble because I said, I'm not really a quick fry something and give it to you chef. So how am I going to do this? But then I realized that if I really just dig down into who I am, my roots, my family roots, uh, you know, ancestry, and just think about all the ways we can kind of elevate um, New Orleans, Louisiana street food, then let's do it. So I created a menu for NOLA street food, um, which was, for example, one of the things that you may or may not really find in NOLA is you'll always, not I won't say always, but well, I'll say always, you'll always find mac and cheese. Um, and it's likely you'll find crawfish mac and cheese. It's unlikely you'll find fried crawfish mac and cheese topped with a Cajun fondue and, you know, butter poached crawfish, um, you know, with Creole seeds, you know, et cetera. So that was one of the top sellers. And um, a lot of people, I was so happy and proud because a lot of people said that the food was much better and way better than the food they actually had in NOLA, um, which meant a lot to me because at that time I haven't even been. Um, I had only, it's just that it's in my, it's in my blood and it's in my roots and it's what I've grown up. It's what I grew up eating. Um, but then obviously shortly after about a week, no, about two and a half weeks or so, I was on a plane out there with my mom surprising her uh, for a trip. So it was just a beautiful thing, but, um, yeah, definitely the, the menu was delicious. We had a seafood gumbo, which had andouille sausage and rice and all the works, crab, um, everything that you find in traditional gumbo. We had, like I said, the fried mac and cheese, with crawfish and the fond Creole Cajun fondue. Uh, we also had a brioche, um, bourbon street, bourbon style bread pudding with a bourbon whiskey glaze. And then we also had, what am I missing and forgetting? Oh, we had shrimp po' boys, which is a uh, Cajun classic in NOLA um, and a classic sandwich. And it was just delicious. And um, it was a great experience. And I was I was really blown away by people's response and receptiveness to the food and the style of food. And um, I, I, I can't wait to do it again. Wow. And it sounds like you had uh, you basically sold out. Uh, the dishes sold out. So we're talking about large numbers of customers. Yep. Can you share a secret or a couple of secrets on how a chef can create such a sophisticated, you know, many ingredient dishes, but almost in a production environment? So this is when the A, a style, the analytical part of my brain kicks in. Um, I'm always thinking 10 steps ahead. Um, and that is the best advice I can give. I think, you know, it's all about prepping and over prepping. And if you think you've prepped, prep more. And if you think you've prepped enough, prep some more because, you know, People don't realize that the way restaurants work is that they may be open for dinner from six to or four to 10 or whatever, but they are prep chefs, prep cooks. The chef is in there from 8 a.m. 
prepping everything you can think of so that there's enough to be on the go and there's enough in the reserve tank. And then typically, depending on the size of the restaurant, there's a team who is now we're out of insert thing here. And now their job is to just continue to prepare that while you have everybody else on the line actually dropping and cooking the food on the line. So to really be seamless, you have to be ridiculously organized. You have to think ahead. You have to plan every detail, everything through. Um, and don't wait till you're there to do, even if it's something as small as cutting a tomato. You never realize how much time it, you know, you can save yourself if you prep ahead of time and make sure that they're pre they're sliced already. Um, that way, all you have to do is put them in the, you know, refrigerator or the walk-in or whatever until you're ready, pull them out, and now you're ready to kind of serve, you know, making sure that they're covered properly, labeled properly, et cetera, and you're good to go. So I would say if you think you've prepped, prep again. And if you think you've prepped well, continue to prep. <laughs> uh, yep. If folks want to get in touch with you, talk to you more about your services, personal chef services, culinary classes, how would they do it? If they want to get in uh, touch, I would say um, go straight to www.8countkitchen.com. That's the number eight, countkitchen.com. And just click Book Chef Jermaine. And what you're going to do is you're going to submit an inquiry, fill it out. That gives me a lot of pre-qualifying um, you know, knowledge to kind of get a scope uh, of the project. Um, and we just go straight from there. You can also follow me um, at main underscore OH on Instagram. You'll see a lot of food content and a lot of Jermaine content. So get to know the chef a little better and know who's going to be in your home. And then, um, yeah, hopefully uh, also, I don't know, maybe my name pops up when you're at an event somewhere for some reason. So those are the ways that you can connect with me and follow.